the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Welcome to another episode of Rescuers Radio Show Ministries. And uh, gosh, it's it's good to be back on the air. <laughs> and uh, with our producer, Jeremy, who <laughs> keeps the ball rolling for us. And I have a great guest here this morning, uh, Shay Castro. Shay, can uh, can you know, some people are going to be thinking, Shay, how do you spell that? Uh, Say E-G-Y. I, good morning. Uh, C-H-E-Y. C-H-E-Y. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, Shay and I just actually met a few weeks ago, but he's got a great story and a wonderful unfolding of of his walk with the Lord. But first of all, uh, Shay, I'd like for you, for our audience, to uh, give us a walk to your backstory. How did you get here? Okay. Um, so... I was born and raised here in Arizona. Wow. My, uh, yeah, my, my <laughs> You're parents. one of 13. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very, very blessed for that. And uh, my parents met at Arizona State University their freshman year. Wow. And uh, which was crazy. My, my father came from Nogales, which is a border town yeah. um, here. And then my mom from Denver. And, and they met at ASU and uh, born and raised here. I've seen a lot of change here. And I'm absolutely, uh, it's incredible here. So Nice. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you are really, really at the top of your game with real estate, and not just real estate, but what level of real estate do you do? Give us a little bit about your background in the industry. Okay. Um, so Take your time. <laughs> can, I, can I? Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll tell you more about my father and everything, too. Okay. Like, um, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. So uh, you know, I have a lot of, in common with my father. Uh, he's the youngest of three of uh, siblings. He has an older brother and older sister. I have two older brothers. And like him, I was the only one who went to college, and he went to college. And so I uh, went to ASU. I got my finance degree there um, and then got a master's degree in accounting. And did both my mom and dad were CPAs, both accounting majors at ASU. Wonderful. And so both uh, then became CPAs and all that. So, so you grew up around numbers. I grew up around numbers, <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, my real estate career has just been all over the place and just started at at Ernst & Young as, a, as an auditor, and then worked for a developer, DMB Associates, um, who did all D- yeah. DC Ranch and Silverleaf, and did the pro forma for them when it was all just dirt back in, you know, 20 years ago, and and just got to start from there, and, and uh, took a big leap of faith. Uh, at the time, I didn't know it. Um, my testimonies started about three and a half years ago, so back then, um, it was just a lot of faith in myself, I guess you'd say, and uh, took a leap of faith, and left the accounting and finance world and, you know, titles and all that stuff and positions to start over as a sales assistant at Silverleaf. 
Um, that's where I started my real estate sales career at Silverleaf at the sales office there and left a you know really good six figure salary, great a title, all this you know senior financial analyst thought I was great. And then became a sales assistant. And all my all my <laughs> friends at like at Notre Dame and Ernst and Young were like, "What are you doing, bro? Like, <laughs> taking a step back." But I'm so grateful that all happened because it got me to where I am now. And I've been doing uh, on my own real estate sales for over 15 years, and it's just been uh, a true blessing. So well, and and DMB is not a uh, a low level real estate. I mean, we're talking about big time properties, right? Absolutely, they Silverleaf, yeah, Silverleaf, DC uh, Ranch, Glen Wild in Park City, Utah, uh, Hawaii, yeah. uh, Kukulila yeah. in Hawaii, uh, um, and just a beautiful development. It's all master yeah. plan communities, all luxury, and they just did their big thing was legacy back then, and that was the beauty of it. You could see. You know what they did in Silverleaf? They did all the um, houses were alley loaded garages, so you wouldn't see gr- big garages in the front. And that was something twenty years ago that no one was doing here. So just beautiful, beautiful properties. So were you intimidated at all when you went to that? Jumped right into the the big time pool? No, I didn't. I didn't know any better. <laughs> I, just was, I was just going for it. Took it in stride. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's wonderful, and and scanning that. That side of you, the the career side of you, you won a lot of awards. Uh, it really meant, and you were catching people's attention, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what were some of the awards you had? I think the biggest one was like 2013 um, Phoenix Business Journal 40 Under 40. And in that year, as you know, the real estate market was kind of down. 2012, I think it was actually. And uh, um, I was the only realtor of the 40 of us that got that. Got that. So wow. that was a big deal back yeah. then. So. Um, and Phoenix Business Journal is like one of the top elite ones to get that 40 under 40 one. So yeah. that was a great accomplishment. And, and uh, yeah, I'm very grateful for that. And uh, I'm just, you know, out of everything, I'm just grateful that now I have a relationship with God because that, that's changed everything in the last last uh, three and a half years of my life. So because the audience obviously can't see you, he does have a Notre Dame shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. went there, right? I did. Yeah, I'm very, very proud of that. <laughs> You're a Golden Domer, right? Golden Domer. Uh, I have a lot of friends that that are yeah. Golden Domer. You either love us or hate us. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's 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 independent, just like you, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You're an independent guy, kind of a guy. <laughs> so, uh, how did you uh, develop develop a walk with with the Lord? So you say it was just three years ago, three and a half years ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I go to impact church, uh, non-denominational church. And, uh, I'll just start off by saying the pastor always says this and he says, sometimes God needs to knock you on your back to finally look up. And that's what happened to me three and a half mm-hmm. years ago. And, um, and I'll just, I mean, if you don't identify, mind, no, go down the road. Yeah, I'll go down the road. So yeah. like I said, my father was my hero. He, uh, he was from a little border town, Nogales, um, my my grandfather, his dad, um, has an eighth grade education, and he turned a bus into a house on top of a hill in Nogales, and then built ten houses below it, and rented those out. That's how he made his money. Wow! With the eighth grade education, and then my father went to ASU. Um, you know, they they were Methodist. They kind of had some some Christian in them. But then my mom, when he met her the fresh again freshman year at ASU, she came from a very strict Jewish family. I have family on her side that were actually in the Holocaust that have like and they oh my fled, gosh. fled. You know the Nazis were coming in Eastern Europe and they came to America. Their story of coming to America is crazy. Yeah, I mean, so compared to my dad's side, which is Mexican, right? Like that's a two yeah. different kind of um, sides of the spectrum. But uh, 
she was only allowed to date Jewish boys growing up. And when she uh, <laughs> met my dad, you know, she went, she drove her Volkswagen Bug from Denver to Arizona State. <laughs> Met my dad and lied and said, "Oh, I met a nice Jewish boy." <laughs> and my grandma met her, met my dad for the first time when she came for the wedding. Saw that he wasn't Jewish and that he was Mexican. Like, yeah, cut my mom off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so anyway, um, so I'll just kind of go through that. My my dad, accounting CPA, started his own accounting firm, and in the late early seventies, um, he um, became very successful, and he bought a lot of real estate and did a lot of beautiful things and. You know, we had this beautiful custom home in Ahwatukee and um, Equestrian. And I, I like to say Ahwatukee back then in the 70s and 80s was like what Silverleaf is now. You know, a lot of the beautiful homes, custom homes. and So I had a great childhood. Great. Everything was absolutely beautiful. Um, you know, I would say something about the holidays. Because my dad was Christian, He we had the Christmas tree and the Christmas lights. My mom, we had all the Hanukkah stuff on the inside. And then my birthday is the day after Christmas. So <laughs> when I was a kid, I was uh, very confused. But, I love it. Yeah. So uh, um, and and I, I'm, I'm going to say age 39. 39 is a very important number to me because that's the year I got saved. And that's the year things changed with my father. So anytime I, I get off track, just say 39 and I'll get back <laughs> on, on track because that's a very significant number for me. So, um, you know, at age 39 – my dad, um, th- I have two older brothers. One was born right when my parents graduated college. So, you know, my mom was his first girlfriend. So when he was 39, he woke up and said, I have three kids. You know, I'm a millionaire whatever, but I have three kids and I've only dated this one person because he, he was a nerd in high school, so I didn't <laughs> date really. But like, you know, he's like, now I want to have fun. I want to do this. And, you know, my dad was kind of the guy, whatever he did, he was going to be try to be the best at. So, and he was a soccer coach. Like he was a great father growing up, but then he, uh, you know, he started partying, started doing his thing and doing whatever people mm-hmm. do. And yeah. and it's so funny because it's totally who I was in my late 20s, early 30s of partying and, you know, just doing the wrong things and hanging out with the wrong people. And thank God I didn't get associated with these types of people. But someone in his group, you know, gave him the drugs and stuff. But then someone gave him heroin. And when that was just game over. As soon as he did the heroin, it yeah. just his life just went to. Yeah. to and, it, you know, I was in grade, grade school going into middle school. And I didn't know what was going on. It was just terrible. Like, we didn't have running water. We, you know, we didn't have hot water. We didn't have electricity in this big old house. We had, I remember carrying candles and stuff and going to my best friend Gabe's house to take a shower before school. Cause oh my God. I was just, I was a kid. I didn't know what was yeah, going yeah. on. But, and then, but he was a terrible father. He yeah. did terrible things and, you know, not, and I don't, don't need to get into it. If anyone wants to hear the whole testament, I'd love to, you know, hit me up for coffee or, or Zoom or whatever. I'd love to share it. But I know we're in limited time, but I, I just wanted to say, it wasn't a good father. So he was a good father. He turned into a terrible father. And, you know, one of the things I remember is during Christmas, um, I was back from Notre Dame. I was on a, on a thing. And, um, and he was supposed to take me, pick me up for Christmas and my birthday and do lunch. And he ghosted me. He just never showed up. And, um, you know, like a kid hanging out on the side of a corner waiting for your dad. He mm. didn't show up. And then so Jennifer, March, April, May go. And then May 4th, I'm out with my mom. I'm back from Notre Dame. I'm back um, with my mom. And uh, my brothers call and they're like, hey, we're at mom's house. You know, I'm real tight with my brother, so it was no big deal. So I'm like, mom, let's go. Josh and Tev are there. So I'll, I'll forget this. Like, it's like it happened yesterday. And this is um, over 18 years ago. I walk in and my two older brothers stand up from the couch and they look at me and I go, dad is dead. Like, just And I didn't even think about my father for months before that. And, OD. Uh, it was a yeah, drug. He got, yeah. he got put in. Actually, he actually got arrested. 
And um, the police report says he basically ripped through his arms, like fiending for the heroin so badly and bled, bled out in a jail wow. cell. And wow. like, I couldn't tell you that five, six years ago without breaking down. Yeah. But now I've, you know, now I've, have forgiven him. I for, you know, I have so much peace about what happens. And, yeah. and so at that point, any little hope I had in God was gone. And I went, did life on my own and I did some, you know, just live crazy life. And I remember reading like all things happen, everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. Every book, I read a lot of books and, and, and it's not till recently um, you know, I'm reading the Bible, which I've opened for the first time three and a half years ago, and I read it every day like I'm <laughs> back in college. Like I love I love learning, love yeah. reading about it. And I'm reading Romans, and it's like all things work together for your good. Romans 8, 28. For those who love the Lord and are called to his purpose. Like that, yes. those last two parts, I've never heard. That's one of the most misused scriptures. Yes. So if, I can, if you don't mind if I tell you, yeah. uh, there's a version of that. Uh, a while ago, I, w- I had the honor of interviewing uh, Johnny Erickson Tata. I don't know if you know who she is. Mm-hmm. Johnny Erickson Tata, a uh, real quick story. She, at 17 years old, was living back east along the sh- uh, Chesapeake Bay. She and her uh, sister were celebrating graduation from high school, ready to go to college. They jumped off at a dock that was floating in the in the water. Mm-hmm. She didn't know how deep the water was. She went in head first and became an instant quadriplegic. Oh, my goodness. Because the first bone uh, vertebrae under your neck was crushed. So she has a different take on that scripture for her. Mm. Quadriplegia, as she refers to it, like it's a disease, right? Quadriplegia. And um, and she, last year was her 50th year since the accident. And here's here's her take on Romans eight twenty eight. God will allow something he hates to achieve something he loves. Wow. I think love about that. Think about that. That so, relates to me. So he so hated well, yeah. the fact that she was a quadriplegic, mm. but she now has a worldwide ministry collecting wheelchairs all over the world wow. for disabled children. Wow. Yeah. So God hated that part, loved her so much that this is how she ended up. Can I tell you that that I think that relates to me hundred percent because now I'll, I'll finish this testimony and, and I'll oh. tell you how that relates because yeah. like so three and a half years ago I'm I'm at a low point I'm at a low point in my life I you know I just got divorced I my business is down I went a couple like five months without a sale and you know I luckily I sell luxury stuff so one sale will but you know bump that up really yeah. quickly but I was at a low point so I was on my back and I'm at this I'm at this training um program and this guy uh you know and, and i encourage people when i tell this to chase after people chase after people that are lost and i was lost and this guy i'll never forget he it was kept chasing after me and he goes do you know being born again in shade and i go bro don't even come at me like that like <laughs> you, had, you had no idea how far away i was even like in this at this time and he and he knew about my father and he knew that was always a thing that like mm. i literally couldn't even say my dad's name without breaking down it was just mm. such a thing on my on my heart always got it and he goes and the way he said this changed my whole life he didn't say he didn't like judge me or do anything he just says the way i was the way i understand it like when you're born again you're a baby and you get to start life over as a baby and now your dad is not who gave you birth on earth your dad is god and he's gonna fill all the gaps that (laughs) your dad didn't fill he's this is the most important part he's gonna love you unconditionally like a father and when he said that, and he's gonna he'll discipline you like a father, but it's out of love, yeah. not out of like you you know 
you didn't do this. And, you know, having, having a father who's on heroin and a mom who's Jewish and had some terrible experiences in, in her life because of her mom and her, you know, grandma and everything that fear, fear-based, you know, that, that culture is a lot of fear-based stuff. And having that, I grew up fear-based and, you know, a, a mess, I'll be honest. Yeah. And when he said that, it just freed me, a sense of freedom. I still get chills when I say it. And I've said it millions of times. Like, so what, what you just said about that, that woman, like, God didn't want my dad dying of heroin. But now that I could tell people, because I've had people say, it's so hard to look for me to look at my uh, God as a father because I love my dad on earth. Right. And yeah, but he's your heavenly father. Like, when I when I plant that seed in people and they really understand that actually God is a dad, like, it's in the, all over the Bible. He's a father, right? Yeah. And so that's my testimony. And I tell you what, I talk to God every day, all day long. On the way here, I was talking to him just like I'm talking to my dad. Wow. Ask him for advice. I to, everything. Every, the smallest things to, to what to what I should wear today. Should I wear this Notre Dame shirt? <laughs> <And he> said, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. so uh, if you're just dialing into uh, the Rescuers Radio Show, I have uh, Shay Castro as my guest today, and um, Shay, I you know, good for you. I mean, um, I came to Christ late in life, ten years over when you did. I was 49 years old and I was a mess. I had two broken marriages and mm-hmm. and um, so I'm not going to go into my testimony. This is your show. <laughs> so I can kind of identify with where you were. But sometimes he'll, he'll uh, bring you into the fold like he's been waiting so anxiously for you. I have things for you to do. Yes. And immediate. Uh, have you ever had that sense? Well, a hundred percent. So, um, so, you know, the chosen, um, oh, yeah. so I've had that app on my phone forever. Well, <laughs> just this weekend, I was a Saturday afternoon, <laughs> uh, so open house got canceled. So I was like kind of bored at home and I finally was like, all right, I'm going to finally watch this on my phone while well, I'm sitting there on my couch and it says link to your TV. I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> Next thing I know it's on my TV. Like, so I, I ended up watching the all season one nice. <laughs> and there's a, there's a, um, there's a scene in there. I took a screenshot of it and it says, and it's Jesus talking. And he says, you know, I expect a lot from people who follow me, but I expect very little of those who don't. And that hit me hard yeah. because yeah. I mean, I tell you what, I've done a lot of hard things in my life, yeah. many work related, educational, all this stuff. Being a Christian is the absolute hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Cause I'm a sinner and we're all sinners and everybody. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, and now like we're, I have a Bible study and we talk about, we're, the book of Jonah, and we're talking about repentance. And, you know, when you repent, it's not getting asked for forgiveness. It's actually just identifying when you sin. And what's crazy is, like, when I sin now, I identify it. Back then, I was like, oh, it's no big deal. Like, yeah. I'm good. Like, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's having that yeah. awareness of it. So it's hard. It's hard, but I'm so grateful for it. Well, and, and it's an, he, uh, Christ says it's a narrow road to follow him, and he's right. Uh, but he wants all of our attention. And and if we if we focus on him, uh, everything will make sense. Absolutely. Even though we don't understand the road, he does. Yes. And he's he's already seen it. He's already built it for you. Yes. Right. Yes. So, um, how does your walk with Christ uh, influence your work life? Uh, it's so. That's a great question because that's something that I've struggled with. So I um, like an example. I. You know, now on on social media, I'll try to give God the glory when I have a big sale. When when something good happens work wise, I try to give like so grateful. Thank you, God. You you know, God is good. 
giving trying to give him the credit for it. Yeah. And before it was like, I'm so great. Look at me. You know, I, I, <laughs> I had to get out of it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'll be honest, there's some clients I've had in the past that I don't have anymore. And I think a lot of it deals because I've become so vocal in my love for God. You know, if they don't have that love for God, you know, it's, it's yeah. being a Christian stuff. And our, our pastor just said this last week. He sees that a time is. in this year, in this in his lifetime, where being a Christian is going to be the minority and having a Bible is going to be illegal. Like he, you know, that's a fear that people have. And, yeah. and so I, you know, this guy, he's about a $14 million house and he didn't use me. He used another realtor and he's used me over the last seven years on five different transactions. Wow. And I got his, I don't, I don't know the exact reason he hasn't told me, but in my heart, I feel that has something to do with it. So, but at the same time that happens, but God is going to provide me with other other opportunities yeah. obviously 14 million would have been the largest sale of my career you know nice. um it would have been but it didn't happen <laughs> but I, there's another one out coming out there for me I can't so, even see yeah. that high yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so uh you know it's it's hard i mean i'll just be honest it's hard but i know when i just keep giving god glory and he wants you know another thing i have to be aware of and uh, pastor travis says this at impact church all the time is that god will take care of your needs not your greeds mm-hmm. so I need a, and he's a big God. So, so the other side of that, out of faith, not greed, it's okay to ask for really large things. Absolutely, and nothing is too large for him, right? We don't know how that's going to turn out, but but it's making the ask, right? Yeah, and 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 he's waiting for that. So, with your strong faith walk, um, do you see yourself having the opportunity to? Uh, to have a pot of Im- positive impact with others in the workplace? Absolutely. So what I try to bring is like pure joy and happiness and like tr- true authentic joy. And, you know, you talk about fi- false idols, success and money was my false idol. Yeah. I put that above everything. And now I put God above everything. And and I try to tell people like I have this joy and p- peace. I have peace and happiness, which transcends all understanding, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and like – that I can't explain. I, I wake up happy. I'm, you know, obviously the devil still attacks me in different ways, but when I identify that's the devil and that's not God, and I just turn it to God and start praying and meditating. I, I love to meditate. I meditate twice a day. I do transcendental meditation, and I and I say when I pray, I'm talking to God, but when I meditate, I'm listening to God, and just listen and, and just hear the word and and re, I read the daily devotional, the Jesus Calling, I read the Bible every day, and it just gets my mindset. Um, so so it, it's funny because I've read almost every self-help book you could. Like <laughs> that was my whole thing. And it's what helped me become you know successful yeah. in real estate and yeah, business. Yeah, yeah. And then now I realize that all of those <laughs> just take take it from the Bible and just put a spin on it yeah. and, and, and make it you know their own. So so um, I was in Bible a Bible study for many years with a guy here in town. And he had a saying that uh, garbage in, garbage out. Mm. <laughs> yeah. We need to – we need to be careful about where we're putting ourselves or what we're saying or talked about. Is it with tr- true belief in Christ yeah. or is it just well, you're just going through the motions? And if that's the case, then you're not going to get much from him, like you said a few moments ago. Well, my, my, my favorite book, one of my favorite books, is uh, As a Man Thinketh, and yeah. written in 1903 by James Allen. And it's very Bible-based, and it's scientifically proven and Bible-based that a positive input cannot produce a negative output and a negative input cannot produce a positive output. So you have to constantly fill yourself with positivity. Like the only way to have a positive output and people to see the true joy in you and the happiness that you have. And 
I love the smile. I love the laugh. I love that. It's because I'm constantly inputting myself with positivity. And it's if it's in my like on the way here, I was listening to Joel Steen on, on my Sirius satellite and or Christian music and worship music and positive stuff. Uh, you know, music is so strong. And I used to list, listen to the worst, you know, rap and gangster rap and all that stuff when I was young. And that's just negativity coming in. And so what's going to come out is negativity. So now it's worship music and the words are so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what the largest uh, department is in a bookstore? Mm. Self-help. <laughs> I, yeah. So I, we're at the two-minute mark. I have. I know. It's, time flies and we're having <laughs> yeah. fun, right? Yeah. But I have a final question for sure. you. Do you see yourself giving hope uh, to your clients and, and, and those that you're, you cross paths with in the workplace? I sure hope so because I, I have so many ways I, ex- I could make so many excuses to, to give up and to just not even have hope and not everything. And, you know, a lot of stuff have, have happened in my life. And, yeah. um, and you know, it just God is good. I, that's all I can say. God is good. He's read the Bible, read, you know, just put just open a Bible up wherever and wherever your your it lands. That's where God wants you to read and just start reading. It doesn't matter where you start. Just start anywhere. Wherever, wherever you know, open it up and start reading it. Yeah, I did that, and and it was. It's not. Oh, it's not a uh, beginning to end no, story. No, and it's every oh. book stands on its own. And and I didn't. I didn't even <laughs> understand that until I was like, start reading it. I'm like, yes, yes, yeah. and watch and watch the um watch the chosen. That'll okay. that'll humanize Jesus. It's so great. Shay Castro, you are a rescuer, my brother. Thank you. Thank you. Rescuer Radio Show is heard live on, on Thursday at 5.30 p.m. at faithtalk1360.com or faithtalk1360. And you can find us the uh, the podcast of all the Rescuer shows. Just uh, Google Rescuer Radio Show and you'll find us. Spotify, iPod, or any of those. Thank you. God bless. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM.